2: And that's right, my name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And as usual on Fridays, Leonora Kravot is here to join with us. And welcome to The Scott Adams Show, Leonora.
3: Good morning, Scott.
2: Good morning. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different stories we can talk about today. Um, Yesterday was a big day because there was the release of the Oswald Files, I guess 13,000 and something, uh, files were released, but uh, Biden, as expected, signed off on extending uh, some some relief to the CIA, which we know is uh, connected with the Oswald story. And so we're going to dedicate a little bit of this show uh, to getting into a little bit of the details. There's going to be some things that uh, you have never heard about, uh, about the JFK assassination. And for me it's clear that this um particular assassination uh well it's clear it's it's a conspiracy. <laughs> well that's a, that's a no brainer right? <laughs> we so, pretty much so, know that. So that's that.
3: hardly breaking news. <laughs> and, and,
2: okay, and here's another breaking news um the government lied to us about it.
3: Oh, there you go. There you go another one.
2: <laughs> but but there's more to this story and uh I was doing some research yesterday on it and I found some really great, I found this really great interview, oh, awesome interview by a, none other than a Bill O'Reilly when he was looking like he was part of Cream. Yeah, the, the he, band.
3: He, yeah he looked like a rock musician. He looked yeah. like a hippie. I he mean, had long have, hair. He had long hair, yeah.
2: Long hair, uh, wearing bell bottoms. And um, there's Bill O'Reilly, you know. And... Uh,
3: How do you know he had bell bottoms on?
2: Well, he It wasn't a
3: full-figure shot. No,
2: but you could tell. You could tell. You could tell. It was definitely that era. And um, so he was long-haired, freaky people, but uh, he was interviewing um, this guy named uh, Sturgis. Richard Sturgis? Frank Sturgis. Frank Sturgis, yeah. Frank Sturgis, right. And so Frank Sturgis, he was interviewing this guy, and this guy was talking about the plumbers, and he was talking about... um, he was talking about Deep Throat, and he said that Deep Throat was Richard Bennett. And I was like, no, that's Mark Felt. But then I looked into it, and I was like, whoa, Richard Bennett actually was giving the information to Mark Felt by a guy named Helms, uh, Richard Helms. And they were, they were um, using this front. The front was the uh, Mullen Company.
3: Right, and we should and, mention that Frank Sturgis was one of the five Watergate burglars.
2: Frank Sturgis was one of the five uh, Watergate burglars connected with the CIA. And he's been uh, dead for 30 years almost. Yeah, and Richard Helms was director of the CIA. Um, there's also clips I listened to uh, where, you know, number one, Herbert Walker Bush was in the CIA mm-hmm. at the time of the JFK assassination. Mm-hmm. He became director of the CIA under the, Clinton, uh, under the Carter administration, mm-hmm. which is kind of unusual, and in addition to that, he was um, somebody who was a big supporter of not only the Yale Secret Society, um, but also the uh, uh, CIA itself, mm-hmm. yeah. and th- that whole apparatus. Now, what's interesting about this is, is this is not your typical "Who shot you know uh, Jr. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not this is not the JFK assassination per se. What this is really about, in in my opinion, is it, it was the precursor to Watergate. There's a connection between the JFK assassination and Watergate. That's the interesting wrinkle. And that the CIA was not only responsible for assassinating a president of the United States. To me, that is a huge story. That I don't, I don't think the CIA would survive that story. And Tucker Carlson actually talked about it last night. I've been talking about it for about the past week, ever since I learned that this new release of tra- tranche of evidence was going to be coming out, and that Oswald was an asset of the CIA working in Cuba and in Mexico. Right. So all that's interesting, because there was a meeting in Mexico City that sort of plotted the scheme of the assassination itself. And it just so happens that Oswald was privy to all that. Now, how in the world would he have been that connected? And so, you know, I just, there's no doubt about it that Oswald was a CIA asset. That's well known. So what are the odds? And I said this yesterday and the day before. You know, what are the odds of a CIA asset getting a job at the fifth floor of the book depository, if not to be set up as a patsy. And then what are the odds of a single shooter getting this whole thing done? And then another single shooter, lone, lone, lone a lone gunman, um, you know, in uh, Jack Ruby to uh, kill Oswald, right? That's pretty clean, right? There's no conspiracy there, right? It's real clean. He's just a patriot doing his job, really upset. Now, of course, that's not true. But then, Tucker Carlson went into the this this thing last night talking about a CIA guy that basically gave uh, Jack Ruby a psych evaluation and deemed him to be nuts. So, yeah. oh, it's just a lone gunman that's yeah. nuts. So, you know, you see what was in play there. But when... Richard Nixon, President Nixon, wanted the CIA files on the JFK assassination. Richard Helms, the director of the CIA, decided, no, you're not going to get those. You're not going to get any of that. And so then when they were looking into this Watergate thing, Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, like, and I've always said this. I always said this was people that were uh, against Nixon for one reason or another. And I always said it could be the Democrats that were against Richard Nixon. Because, but, but when you look at Trump, you look at Trump, you got um, Pompeo right now as somebody who didn't want to talk about this new release of information. And Tucker went into that. You have a lot of Republicans that threw Trump under the bus that hated Donald Trump. Just look at them all. I mean all the rhinos, right? Mm-hmm. So in this, you know, you fast forward to the Russian hoax was a made-up story that was planted on Trump's doorstep, as was the Watergate burglary that was planted on Nixon's doorstep in order to get them to obstruct justice and get them impeached. And that's exactly what happened to Nixon. And that's what Trump was trying to avoid the whole time. Not only was he trying to avoid obstruction, but it was the mere threat of obstruction that was going to prevent Trump from investigating the actual crimes that were committed prior to Trump's arrival in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. So if he if he, he's damned, if he does and he's damned, if he doesn't, if he goes after the crimes, he's obstructing justice. Mm-hmm. And that was what was behind the firing of James Comey. And that was why they so quickly got Bob Mueller in with the special counsel to lock it, to seal it all up again. And that's exactly what was going on with the Mar-a-Lago raid. You can take it all the way up to that. And you could say that the Mar-a-Lago raid, because Trump declassified Crossfire Hurricane, which is the Russian hoax story, he declassified that information. And then what happened was The FBI and the DOJ went in and got their crummy paws back on it and now put it under a seal of a new investigation and under a new special counsel, this Jack Smith guy. And now you can't see these documents. Mm -hmm. So then when Jim Jordan comes a knocking and says, we have FBI whistleblowers that are going to blow the lid off this whole thing, uh, they're going to be locked up for sharing classified information in public. So this is just another way, just like the whole thing about Hunter Biden. You got, um, you got uh, Steve, uh, Stephen Miller, yeah. who uh, has this great organization where he's uh, put out a FOIA request to get information on uh, Hunter Biden and Burisma. And he's trying to get that from the National Archives. Uh, and it, more than likely, Joe Biden is going to issue an uh, executive privilege on that to prevent it from coming out. So, you know, there's all of this blocking of all of this corruption. And, I mean, when we talk about the corruption, there is so much corruption. And there's so many lies and so much deception. And it's a uni party. And we have a few clips that we're going to play as a warm-up to the show. But the main part of this show, where we're actually going to be talking a, a lot about this Watergate thing Because I've always said that Watergate and Russian hoax were very similar to each other, that they were run by opposition to the president, and the opposition to the president was trying to take the president down. Was no, it was akin to a coup. So it really started off with the JFK assassination with the CIA, and when Nixon went to explore and look into the JFK assassination, they wanted to take Nixon out. He was getting too close. And keep in mind that it was Herbert Walker Bush that within 60 days of Ronald Reagan's first term, that Ronald Reagan was, uh, there was an assassination attempt and he got shot. Remember? That was only 60 days. That was done by a guy named Hinckley. And Hinckley was supposed to, the Hinckley's parents were supposed to meet with the Bushes that week. Mm. Yes. That they knew each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you got all this stuff that's going on with the Bushes connected with the CIA going all the way back to uh, the JFK assassination. And when Nixon came a looking, they obstructed, they they didn't. Richard Helms worked at the, be- uh, at the, the pleasure of the president. And yet he withheld, he didn't release the data and he was leaking it out to Richard Bennett, one of the plumbers and Richard uh, Bennett then released it to Mark Felt, and Bob Woodward had these contacts and sources. And we know what libtards Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein are. They're just crazy as loons. They're nutty. They're nut jobs. They're they're nutty left. You know what I mean? And they're working at the Washington Post, who nothing for nothing. But you know, democracy dies in darkness is their slogan. Well, they're about to go out of business. Now, yeah, Bezos did buy it out and Mm -hmm. they're flush with money. But I got to tell you, they're doing layoffs right now at the Washington Post. Yeah. And um, that was on tape. A lot of people are up in arms because they're losing money hand over fist. Nobody wants to buy their BS. And Twitter is exposing it all. And what are they now trying to do to Twitter? And it's kind of funny because the other big story that's going on right now is that Twitter is actually suspending the accounts of major left-wing journalists.
3: And now suddenly they've uh, found the free speech angle when it's happening to them. Yeah, It didn't matter when it was happening to conservatives, but now when it's the liberals, they're complaining about it. I mean,
2: talk about out of touch. But, you know, you got Dan Rather. Whining and complaining about it. It was um, it was basically Keith Oberlin, uh, Oberman. uh, He's one. Um, Let's see. We got uh, Drew Harwell. We got uh, Ryan Mack. We got Aaron Rupar. Aaron Rupar is pretty popular, right? And so I said, add Oberman to the list. Elon Musk is making the point of the wrongs of the past crystal clear. And perhaps the left will learn that equity is not the same as equality. We all said that one day the left will feel their abuse when the power shifts. That time is now on Twitter. You know, there was a day in our country where we treated blacks differently than we treated whites. And it wasn't great for blacks. Right. And today now we see this attack on white men. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, it's who's in charge and. But it's always the liberals that seem to be doing this equity game, mm-hmm. well, and, and it was it was wrong when, when it was done against blacks, and it's now wrong when it's done against white males. It's just it's never been right. It's always been wrong, and this this level of di- the, any kind of discrimination is ridiculous. It's wrong. I said to a friend. You know, they were talking about all the um, – there's, the, there's the world soccer thing, and I don't even know who won between Morocco and France last night but because um, it's such a boring game. France was playing. But, <laughs> you know, and the, the, the uh, players, every time they get touched, they fall on the ground and they start whining and complaining like little babies. It's so stupid. And um, in any case, uh, you know, I come from the wrestling world where, <laughs> you know, I saw this meme where the hockey player got hit in the face with a puck and he just brushed it off. Right. And then he, they show this soccer player, like get tripped a little bit. And he's like crying to the ref. Give me a yellow card, you know, that kind of thing. But the the um, the the funny thing was I had, I had this liberal friend, a liberal friend from Penn, no less. Right. And she's going, um, you know, there's so much uh, politics in uh, in all this and and. Um, with the soccer, and you know, she's a European, she's big into soccer. And next thing you know, you know, I was like, Well, you know, like I lived in like Chelsea, New York, back in the 90s, you know, where there was a lot of gay people. I said, I never knew anybody that was homophobe, transphobe, or any phobe. Well, we I didn't never have, knew didn't anybody have a that lot was lot racist. Trans I said, <laughs> I don't know anybody that needed a black lives matter flag or a rainbow flag to make them whole, you know? I don't know any Islamophobes, I don't know any homophobes. I don't know what you're talking about. Yet every single game you go to, whether it's football uh, or uh, NBA or the soccer league, they're always trying to go woke and tell you, you know, this about this virtue signaling, which is ridiculous. And then they're taking a knee and disrespecting your flag and insulting your intelligence. It's absolutely insane. But this is the world we're living in right now. But I said to her, I said this, I said, that might be something you you people on the left are struggling with. But I don't know anybody that's struggling with these issues. It's 2022, lady.
3: Well, that's twenty twenty two. That's exactly right. And to clear up any confusion about soccer, um, the next matchup will be between France, who who won. So it's France and Argentina.
2: I have to say that's going to not, be on Sunday. Not that I really cared, but I was really kind of rooting for Morocco because and, and, it was and, the first time they made it in the yeah, semifinals. Yeah, no, I think
3: that's kind of cool too. So, 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 Ar- so France defeated Morocco, and Argentina defeated Croatia. So now you're going to have a matchup between France and, and um, Argentina on oh, Sunday boy. In, in Doha.
2: And. Yeah, and I care how much?
3: Well, I I just told you, so you can (laughs) file that away.
2: Yeah, okay, it's filed away. It's archived (laughs) already. Um, So Dan Rather says this. Dan Rather, in January 8th, 2021, when uh, real Donald Trump got suspended on Twitter, if a tweet falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, right, Mm -hmm. And he was making fun of Donald Trump getting suspended, which Mm -hmm. was ridiculous. Turns out that Twitter was a non-profit organization, wasn't worth half the money Mm -hmm. that Elon Musk paid for it, $44 billion. It wasn't even worth half that. Mm -hmm. Um, But there it is. And so now Dan Rather is like uh, saying, apparently it's free speech for me, but not for thee. Mm -hmm. Like, are you, is he that out of touch with his prior tweets? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't say one thing and then say another. I don't endorse these suspensions. By the way, they ran a poll and overwhelmingly they said, should we um, unsuspend these journalists immediately or wait seven days? And it was immediate. See, the, Democrat, the, the conservatives don't really want to censor anybody. Mm -hmm. So long, you know, but, but, um, I do understand about the doxing, the real time doxing, Yeah, that is a security hazard. If if you're letting people, you're basically giving people coordinates to assassinate people. Right. That's what it is. And, uh that to me is a problem, uh, because that's a real safety risk that that's a real risk to me, in my my opinion. So you got to prevent that. And, um. In any case, um, but uh, what I was going to say was that uh, that the whole Twitter thing should be deemed a crime scene that was uh, in violation of federal election laws Mm -hmm. uh, because they were nothing but, you know, they had unlimited vacation time. They they can go and come as they please, you know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It was pretty pathetic, really, when you think of it. But in any case, that's another big story. The Twitter files that are being released, we're finding out um, that the CIA, and that's the other part, uh, Angle, where the CIA was colluding with the press, like Woodward Mm -hmm. and Bernstein, right? and they were using, the CIA was using what they called the Mockingbird Media, the Mockingbird Press. And now we see a lot of um, these spooks, John Brennan, James Clapper, all in the media at MSNBC and CNN. And what we see is this collusion, you know, that's going back and forth with the media and the intelligence. And then when we see the intelligence just infiltrated completely, Facebook, Twitter and uh, Google, you know, they're completely they're on the payroll. You look at a guy named like like Jim Baker. Right. He's working as head counsel, lead counsel over at Twitter. And he's working directly with his former colleagues at the FBI because he was former FBI counsel. So when you think about that level of collusion and then you think about, um, you know, what they were trying to do uh, with the media back in the JFK assassination, uh, where they had the Mockingbird media infiltrated the media uh, and they were doing the same thing with Watergate. You know, you look at the overzealousness really of Woodward and Bernstein trying everything they could to overthrow a president. Yeah. You know, and we now know what libtards they were. And we, we now know how unreasonable and ridiculous they were with regard to the impeachment hoax, uh, the perfectly good Ukrainian call with Zelensky, who is a total corrupt madman, Zelensky and Ukraine. Ukraine is absolutely the most corrupt country in the world. Uh, And, uh, and that's where we're doing our business. And and we are putting Patriot missiles over there now, which is going to inst- instigate uh, World War III. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Putin's about as rich as he's ever been. The sanctions aren't hurting Putin at all. He's selling more oil to China and India than he's ever dreamed of. So thank you very much, Joe Biden, the dummy. But um, this is what's happening. And these sanctions hurt American businesses as well. But, you know, our government doesn't care about any business that doesn't involve them greasing their own palms and getting rich. That's it. But, um, so that's why I think it's interesting. And you know, nothing for nothing, but the person who was behind the Russian hoax was Hillary Clinton. And Hillary Clinton was also on the Warren Commission. Yeah. And that was connected to Watergate. That's where she learned her tradecraft. So I'm going to get into a little bit more of this. um, But we have a couple of more clips I want to play. Um, and where they're trying to go with this is total control of your lives um there is a story a quick story says norwegian filmmaker faces three years in prison for saying a man cannot be a lesbian that's what chapter we're on <laughs>
3: <laughs> a man cannot be a lesbian just as yeah. a man cannot give birth
2: yeah now um There's a little meme here. It says, in the last five months, Russia has exported about 22 million tons of wheat, mainly to Africa and Asian countries. By the end of the current season, the Russian Federation can bring the total volume of grain export supplies to 50 million tons. The Russian Federation will increase the supply of energy resources to Asia, Africa, and eastern countries. Russia continues to help the poorest countries with food while the West covers itself. For nine months, the volume of mutual trade between Eurasia countries increased by 12%. Russia will focus on building rail approaches to ports in the Black Sea, Azov Basin. The Russian Federation will not remove the accelerated creation of the Murmansk transport hub from the agenda. The president of the Russian Federation has asked to launch new robotics and aeronautical drone programs. Putin instructed to adjust the work plans of the military-industrial complex and the state defense uh, order. So you translate that, you know, when he's talking about the transport, had me thinking about um, Nancy Pelosi, right? So here's Speaker Pelosi's uh, uh, deal. So this is Speaker Pelosi and the senile um Diane Feinstein, who's basically losing her memory and losing yeah. her faculties, and yet she still just won't leave, and 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 somehow Californian liberals just keep on voting for her. Like, yeah, I know she can't speak. And it full was a sentences. very
3: attractive, uh, unattractive picture of her put on a cover of a magazine recently.
2: I didn't see that. Yeah,
3: I'm I'm forgetting which what it is, but you know, at this point, but I'm hearing
2: she can't even complete sentences.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is where you're sort of exploiting somebody. But too. you got
2: Joe Biden, you got. Nancy Pelosi, you got Dianne Feinstein, you know, you got Crocodile Tears, um, you know, uh, Chucky Schumer. It's unbelievable the leadership we have in our country. They're so corrupt. Take this good example. Nancy Pelosi's husband buys land with federal grants for a high speed rail system from Sacramento to San Diego. Land he couldn't buy was stolen via eminent domain. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi's husband then sells the land purchased with federal funds to Diane Feinstein's husband. Yeah. Who got federal grant funds to purchase the land from Pelosi's husband. So that's federal grant number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. He then sells the land to the actual developer of the high-speed rail system who purchased it with federal grants. You guessed it. That's a third federal grant for the same piece of land. The people of California and the United States purchased the land three times making millions of dollars for both the Pelosi and Fam- Feinstein families. Meanwhile, the uh, son of De Depepe,
3: yeah.
2: Pelosi's lover, mm-hmm. with the hammers that vibrate, Um this uh, situation is, he they, the son thinks that he was a sex slave for Pelosi. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you just what the can't son, make this stuff up. And that was in the Daily Mail. That wasn't, you know, the Daily Mail is pretty legit. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's true. That's what the Daily Mail uh, put out there. And, you know, you can only, uh, they've been accurate about a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I, they have a pretty decent track record. Here's what Trump said about Ukraine. All right, in line with what I said about Ukraine being so corrupt, Trump knows what's going on. He always does. By the way, there's a lot of information, interesting information coming out about uh, um, DeSantis uh, trashing Trump over his wanting to do business with Putin. And trashing Putin just like Lindsey Graham did or John McCain did back in the day, when he was a congressman. That's kind of interesting. I could play a bunch of clips that, uh, but I'm not. Uh, I actually like DeSantis, um, so I don't want to trash him and bash him, um, just like I like John Kennedy. But I heard some interesting clips about John Kennedy recently uh, from Louisiana that was kind of interesting too. Um, I didn't know he was a former Democrat, John Kennedy. I
3: didn't know that either.
2: And then, um, well, I'll play that one, and then I'll play the Trump one. So this was uh, a guy trashing John Kennedy. And I like John Kennedy a lot.
3: I like John Kennedy a lot, too. So,
2: I mean, this is not me trashing John Kennedy, but...
3: You're 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 making a comment about the person who's produced this video.
2: Well, the the comment the, the the guy that produced the video is this guy named Gary Chambers who's running for U.S. Senate who was running who was running for U.S. Senate and came out with this attack ad. Yeah. But when he put the ad out, I was like, "Whoa, that's." I first I didn't know that Kennedy was a Democrat. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, John Kennedy from Louisiana, and then I didn't know that he had a different accent. Yeah. So look at this.
3: Listen to this. I'm running for the
4: U.S. Senate, and this is my opponent, John Kennedy. He used to be a Democrat that talked like this.
2: Well, we have another program here at Treasury that we're very proud of.
4: But then he became a Republican, switched accents, and now he talks like this.
5: I will
2: not let you down. I'd rather drink weed killer. Okay, that's kind of interesting. And he was a former Democrat. So I I don't know. I just you know, you don't know what to believe because, you know, we used to think uh, John Boehner was a Republican. Right. Yeah. Well, here's John Boehner. Uh, Remember John Boehner, the speaker of the House? Yes,
3: I saw him in person. I want to say about 12 years ago at a a Republican event. So I got to say he looks the same.
2: Yeah, he looks pretty good. Well, yeah. he was uh, sending he's- off his fond farewells to Nancy Pelosi, the person we just outlined, as being hum- immensely corrupt. Mm-hmm. And what the heck does John Boehner, he's from Ohio, but he's got a whole uh, staff team here in D.C. as a lobbyist. Yeah. So check this out.
1: Uh, you've been unfailingly gracious, gracious to me, to my family, and uh, frankly, my team here in Washington.
2: My team here in Washington? What? Go back home to Ohio and work that bar you used to work. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Come on, man. All right, but let's take a listen to John Boehner. Yeah.
3: <coughs> and Madam am speaker. I have to say, my girls told me, tell this speaker oh. how much <laughs> we admire her.
1: Oh, yes.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's just so touching. He's crying. We admire Nancy Pelosi so much. John could tell
1: my girls were Democrats.
2: Yeah, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sheesh. Talk about a uni party, right? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. And then they just keep on lying, right? Here, let's take a listen to Jean-Pierre worst Jumping.
3: press secretary ever.
2: Well, she's actually saying that um Trump's oh, <laughs> Trump's border security was the the worst, completely destroyed border security. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you, but the results speak for themselves, yep. right?
3: Uh, especially because of what what the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system. And we know that uh, this has been a, a multi-decade-long problem. We need to modernize the system, and this is something that the president has put forth. And we are looking for uh, Congress to act. We are. Act-
2: yeah, yeah. Remember when they used to talk about it? Smart power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smart security. You know, uh, walls don't work. Oh, my God. Yep. Walls work great. In fact, Texas is actually taking these big, huge um, containers yeah. and putting them along the border yeah. and just dumping them there. And it's that's more effective than no wall at all. But can, she, can you believe she actually said this?
3: What the last administration did, and they completely gutted the system.
2: He was building a wall, yeah. and they're spending way more money On just giving people food and treasure, yeah, than the wall ever could have ever cost. This is costing our country probably. It'll cost us a trillion dollars when it's all said and done. They were nickeling, diming Donald Trump for six billion dollars. Is all he wanted to build a wall. Six billion, and he had to um, beg, borrow, and steal. He had to get it out, take it away from the. uh, uh, He blew up the military Mm -hmm. budget. So he could take a little piece of that, and uh, and put and build a wall and protect our country. But this is Donald Trump talking about Ukraine. He's been right all along, and this is why they don't want him. They didn't want Reagan. They didn't want JFK when JFK talked about, you know, um, the the secret society, and when he talked about uh, dismantling the CIA,
3: mm-hmm.
2: they took him down, and they. They assassinated him. Our own government assassinated uh, one of our presidents here. And um, that's disgusting to me. And then they tried to to coup against Nixon successfully, the CIA, and uh, everything that surrounds that ilk. And then they tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. They literally shot him with Hinckley, connected with the Bushes. Uh, And then... Um, you have Donald Trump. Yeah, Two, three impeachments? Who cares? They've watered it down to where it doesn't even mean anything. And the Republicans won't do anything to respond. But here's Donald Trump talking about Ukraine. Do you
5: agree
1: with him or not? Are we the only ones that give the big money to the Ukraine? We give money to Ukraine. And it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just here. I say, how come it's always the United States that gets ripped? Frankly, Ukraine, we want to help them. What I was having a problem with are two things. Number one, Ukraine is known before him for tremendous corruption. Tremendous, more than just about any country in the world. In fact, they're rated one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And I don't like giving money to a country that's that corrupt. Number two. I hate being the country that's always giving money when Ukraine helps Europe and the European countries far more than they help us. But I don't like to be the sucker. And European countries are helped far more than we are. And those countries should pay more to help Ukraine.
2: Do you agree? I agree. (laughs) What is there not to agree with on that? So here's the guy that actually um, put the FOIA request out to get information about uh, Lee Harvey Oswald.
6: New York attorney Larry Schnaff filed a lawsuit against President Biden and the National Archives in October. He's calling for the release of all classified information, some 16,000 documents.
4: I don't think anyone thinks there's going to be a smoking gun that's released that's going to answer the question about who killed the president because if there was a conspiracy, say, amongst rogue elements of the CIA, they would not have put anything in writing.
6: There are a lot of conspiracy theories that have formed around the secrecy of this. Do you think that's justified?
4: I think the failure to release the records has contributed to many of the conspiracy theories. But uh, we we do think that uh, the, at least the CIA may be hiding evidence that they had an operational interest in Lee Harvey Oswald, the alleged assassin of the president, prior to the assassination. At the very least, they were aware of him. And if, in fact, he was the alleged assassin, uh, perhaps they could have, um, you know, stopped him.
6: He's especially interested in the Joe Needies files. They concern a deceased CIA officer who allegedly oversaw the training of a group of anti-Castro Cubans before the disastrous Bay of Pigs invasion when Kennedy insisted the CIA modify its plans to disguise U.S. involvement.
4: There's a possibility that the CIA in particular may have had an interest in, in Oswald and the reason that they held back records is because it would be embarrassing for them if that information came out.
6: The chairman of the now-expired Assassination Records Review Board last week also requested the documents be released to help restore faith in the government. He wrote, Mr. President, it is long past time to come clean. He said most government informants named in the documents are likely no longer alive. And he especially wants the release of a KGB file on Oswald. Now, the lawyer tells me that he's hearing that some 7,000 documents are going to be withheld by the CIA. Uh, A CIA spokesperson gave me a rather long rebuttal, uh, saying that even though it's been about 60 years now, the information that has been redacted, the sources, the locations, the tradecraft... Some of that is still in use today. Now, regarding Oswald, the agency says that they have never engaged Oswald, that officers looked into him because of his defection to the Soviet Union and because of his travels to Mexico City. They also say that they believe that all of the information relevant to JFK's assassination has already been released direct information in previous tranches. Now, certainly, that is something that people like Larry Schnaff, that lawyer, are going to take issue with.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, not true. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot, 7,000 pages. Uh, they're taking out all the good stuff. Yeah. And that's just all there is to that. You know, this government is so corrupt. You know, you take a look at uh, Liz Cheney's. Yeah, like, for example, Liz Cheney's husband is a partner at the law firm defending Hunter Biden. Yeah. (laughs) Liz Cheney's husband is defending Hunter Biden. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about this one? Report. Maxine Waters paid her daughter uh, $8,000 in November or September, adding to the $1.2 million total payout over the last, say, 10 years. Yeah. So- her daughter's gotten well over a million dollars, and that doesn't even count the perks. That's just money, yeah, sheer money. Uh, Maxine Waters is totally corrupt, covering up for people like Sam Bankman-Fried, though. And he um, got the Biden. He's going to pay African the African Union additional, additionally two and a half billion dollars of your money to stop Africa from developing domestic farm fertilizer in the name of climate. It, tell me there isn't palms being greased here. There, uh, there are I'll tell you two that and there half are billion billion palms dollars. being greased there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that people are getting this. Um, I uh, have a clip that I want to play uh, that's um, by, by that Lowry, Lowry guy. Uh, what's his name? was. Well,
3: Rick, Rick Lowry? Rick Lowry, Rick Lowry yeah. yeah. well, I saw a recent picture of him. I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. yeah. And I had seen him in person a few Rich years Low- ago. Rich Lowry. Rich Lowry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who was with National All right, Deal. so we're going
2: to play this clip real quick. Let's see if I can get it. Um, I don't know if I can get it. All right, let's try this. It's
3: a- it looks like he's doing sign, sign language from
2: here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, so I got it. Uh, Here it is.
5: You know what I still think is the worst part of the Hunter Biden laptop story? The 50 former intelligence officials, including five former directors or acting directors of the CIA, who wrote a widely cited, deliberately misleading letter suggesting that the laptop was Russian disinformation. They knew what they were doing. They traded on their public service for a tawdry political purpose, and they've expressed no regret over this. Joe Biden cited the letter in one of the presidential debates. Even though we all know when he heard about the laptop and the tawdry compromising information on there, there's no way he thought, oh, that couldn't possibly be my boy. Must be the insidious work of some extremely adept, undetected Russian spy network. Even after multiple media outlets have now confirmed the legitimacy of the laptop, the former officials have expressed no remorse over themselves spreading clever disinformation meant to influence the election even more than the former management of twitter they have proven that no one should ever trust them again you know what i still think is the worst part of the hunt all
2: right so there it is and um yeah that was a little tricky yeah. <laughs> i was having some trouble with that um but uh to me that's just a big to me it's a big deal. So I wrote this piece yesterday on the CIA. I said 12/15/22 is the deadline to release CIA records that reveal Oswald as a CIA asset with ties in Cuba and Mexico that connect the CIA with the JFK assassination and consequently the CIA Watergate coup against Nixon. Like the Russian hoax CIA uh, against Trump, CIA FBI attack Uh, To prevent Trump from revealing corruption in Ukraine, Watergate was an attack against Nixon to prevent Richard Helms from releasing JFK records by refusing a direct order. Hillary Clinton learned the tradecraft from the Watergate commission that she worked on and played it out with the Russian hoax. Where CIA once colluded with Robert Mullen Company working with White House's Howard Hunt CIA's Robert Bennett and FBI's Mark Felt to overthrow Nixon. The CIA, FBI colluded with big tech, corporate media to take down Trump while covering up their own corruption. And here's a great interview by Bill O'Reilly uh, and Rich, uh, Frank Sturgis. So t- check this out. They weren't wrong.
7: Up to their eyeballs, they knew everything that the plumbers were doing.
0: Who was Deep Throat?
7: Uh, Robert uh, Bennett, I believe.
0: Yeah.
4: Background.
7: President of the Mullins Company. Plus, he's a C- he was a CIA uh, official. Mullins Company was used as a front for Central Intelligence okay. Agency.
0: Why would he leak information about Watergate?
7: He was ordered to by uh, the director of CIA. Richard Helms. Richard Helms at that time.
0: Okay, who is leaking information to the CIA from inside the White
7: House? Howard Hunt uh, did have an office uh, in the White House, all right? Uh, You had Butterfield there. Butterfield was CIA? Well, I'd say personally that uh, Butterfield uh, probably had a uh, good possibility that he had an association with... uh, uh, CIA uh, right. officials. You had uh, General um, Haig.
5: General
0: Haig had to the CIA.
7: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Sturgis says the combined information from Hunt, Butterfield, and Haig was edited by the CIA and fed to uh, Bennett, who then gave, gave most Ohio. of it to Bob Woodward of yeah, the, the, the Washington Post. Sturgis goes on to say that the decision to politically ruin Nixon was made after Nixon demanded to see CIA files on the Bay of Pigs, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and, most importantly, the file on the assassination of President
7: Kennedy. Several times the President asked uh, Mr. Helms for the file, and Mr. Helms refused direct order from the President of the United States. Why?
0: What good would that do Richard Nixon to get those files?
7: I believe that uh, Nixon uh, would have uncovered... uh, uh, the true facts uh, that had been covered up for many years about the assassination of the president who would take the heat off of him on Watergate.
0: Do you think that Richard Nixon was ever in any physical danger?
7: Yes. Absolutely. He's lucky he didn't get killed. He's lucky he didn't get assassinated like President Kennedy got assassinated.
2: We're going to... We're going to play this... Uh, Can I tell you a little story, please?
0: When I, when I came here, one journalist said, George anybody Walker dumb Bush. enough to accept the job is too dumb to do it. He got a great laugh from people because it's a kind of a funny line, let's face it. But God, I said to myself, how sad for our country when we're facing some tough, tough opposition in this world uh, to, to 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 take such a a cynical view of intelligence uh, in, in, in the 1976 time. I,
2: so what he's talking about is de- he's defending the CIA right mm-hmm. now, and this is 1976.
0: I, you know, he got his laugh, and I got my little hurt inside from it, but it made me determined that, that I'm going to approach this job with pride and they can have all the jokes they want on television about the CIA. It's vital to the national security of the United States. And I feel so dedicated and strongly about it that I just wanted to wedge that in, apropos of no question you've asked. How long are you going to stay? I serve at the pleasure of the president. I understand that. How long are you going and to? I'm stay? going to stay as long as the president wants me to stay, Mike. Yeah. There's no politics in this thing for me. Good heavens! You'd have to be hallucinating to think there was any political mileage in this kind of a job.
2: What a liar! there's a lot of political mileage in that kind of job job. and we all know what happened and we know what a new world order uh kingpin this guy was he was a spook of all spooks um but uh in any case uh, let's take a listen to tucker's uh montage uh on uh was basically an open on uh lee harvey oswald this was pretty good i want to Take a listen to this. So not
8: long after Jack Ruby shot Lee Harvey Oswald on camera in the basement of Dallas police headquarters, a lot of Americans started to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, a pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the president of the United States, and then, less than 48 hours later, that lone gunman is himself murdered by another lone gunman. What are the odds of that? It's one thing if you get struck by lightning, rare but possible, but if every member of your family also gets struck by lightning all on different days, you might begin to suspect these are not entirely natural events. But oh, replied the US government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was all entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission Report. And the report concluded that while their motives remained unclear, Both Lee Oswald and Jack Ruby had acted alone. No one helped them. There was no conspiracy of any kind. Case closed. Time to move on. And many many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress that, in fact, it had withheld information from investigators about its relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. But even then, at the time, before that was known... The government's explanation didn't seem entirely plausible and some people started asking obvious questions about it. It was at that point, as Americans started to doubt the official story, that the term conspiracy theory entered our lexicon. As Professor Lance DeHaven-Smith points out in his book on the subject, the term conspiracy theory did not exist as a phrase in everyday American conversation before 1964. In 1964, the year the Warren Commission issued its report, The New York Times published five stories in which conspiracy theory appeared. Now, today, of course, the term conspiracy theory appears in pretty much every New York Times story about American politics. It's wielded, now as then, as a weapon against anyone who asks questions the government doesn't feel like answering. But despite 60 years of name-calling, those questions have not disappeared. In fact, they have multiplied with time. And here's one of them. In April of 1964, a psychiatrist called Louis Joylyn West visited Jack Ruby in his isolation cell in a Dallas jail. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was, quote, "...technically insane and in need of immediate psychiatric hospitalization." Those are conclusions that, puzzlingly, no one who had spoken to Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Louis Joylyn West pronounced him crazy. But what what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Louis Joyland West was a contract psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MKUltra program, in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychiatrists in the world, what in the world was this guy doing in Jack Ruby's prison cell? The media did not seem interested in finding out. In fact, the New York Times, in an extensive 1999 obituary of West, never mentioned the fact that he had worked for the CIA, much less his time in Jack Ruby's cell, which seems relevant. So you can see why non-crazy people would wonder about what really happened. And of course, many have wondered. In 1976, long forgotten, the House of Representatives impaneled a special committee to reinvestigate the JFK assassination. Their bipartisan conclusion? Jack Kennedy was almost certainly murdered as the result of a conspiracy. But the question is, a conspiracy by whom? Well, the obvious suspect would be the CIA. Why else would the agency withhold critical evidence from investigators? Is there a benign explanation for that? For maintaining this level of secrecy for this many years? Not that we're aware of. And it is illegal. In 1992, Congress passed the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act, And that act mandated full disclosure of all documents by 2017, 54 years after JFK was killed. The last administration promised to comply fully with that law. But under intense pressure from CIA Director Mike Pompeo, withheld in the end thousands of pages of CIA documents. Today, this afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years after the death of every single person involved. But we still can't see them. Clearly, it's not to protect any person. They're all dead. It's to protect an institution. But why? Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, the answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not shocked anymore, but that is it. Really damning. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And uh, Leonora, I want to thank you for being on the show today.
3: Oh Yeah, my pleasure. And please check out my Christmas book recommendations at spectator.org, which should be there next week.
2: All righty. And with that, my name's Scott Adams.
3: My name is Leonora Cravota.
2: We'll see you next time on the radio. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. And also use Red State over at mypillow.com to get your savings over there. And we'll see you next time on the radio.